Hey guys! Hi guys! It's Ananda and Mira, and welcome back to, to Fake, Fake Adulting. Adulting. We have a very special guest today that I'm really excited to introduce. So let's welcome him with clapping hands wherever you are. Am I Tarek? <laughs> yeah. Hi, how you doing? Um, my name is Tarek. I'm a filmmaker. I'm 22, and um, I used to live in Minneapolis, but now I live downtown St. Paul. So. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you were living in St. Paul right now. Yeah, I live downtown now, so. You know, cool. it's cool, but I think like I'm going to move soon, so either way. Yeah, so Tarek and I actually know each other because we worked at Caribou together yeah. for a little, <laughs> a little while there. That was, like, one of my first jobs I had in high school, so sure. it's cool that we still were able to keep connected and be able yeah. to do this and catch up because that's what this month is all about, right? This is going to be our second episode for entrepreneurs. Yes. And we believe that Tarek is a great example of that because Thank even you. when I met him, he was doing like lots of stuff with music and videography. And I think we'll just definitely jump right into that in a second here. Yeah. But not to get too ahead of ourselves, Mira, how are you really? I am extremely stressed um, by work, the election, fighting with people, <laughs> <laughs> the drama. Um, yeah. But you know what? It just feels like one of those weeks that I'm just kind of like sleepwalking through and that I'll just wake up next week and it'll be over and none of it will matter. Oh, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, I'm just kind of waiting for this week to be over, which is a horrible way to live life. Every once in a while, it's okay. Here we are. It's fine. Whatever. How are you really? I'm doing perfectly fine. I think I'm cooling right now. Good. Um, I've had a better week opposed to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) Yeah, this is one of my better weeks. I had a problem. Um... On my birthday, actually, which was yesterday. It was recently. Two it was days yesterday. Ago. Two days ago. It was ago. on election day, whatever okay, day that yeah, was. Okay, yeah, Yeah, so I had an issue with one of my um, cameramen, but other than that, we've been cool. So. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, I'm excited to hear that story if you want to get into it. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I'm going to skip talking about myself right now because just things are not great, and <laughs> I don't want to be negative, so. Good. I'm excited great. today. I'm excited right now at this moment. Yeah. I'm feeling good at this moment. Good. And sometimes that's all that's all we can take. That's all we need. So, Tarek, let's start from the beginning. When did you, where did you go to high school? Did you end up going to college? Did you mm-hmm. consider a gap year? I mean, those are things that really started out fake adulting and things that oh, we cool. tie back to a lot. So I think it's really important to find out someone's story in that way. So mm-hmm. if you could just let us know, let our listeners know. Um. So, yeah, I started... I would say like my junior year in high school, you know, I always played around with cameras a little bit, but it was never something that was interesting to me like that. Sure. You know, it was more once I stopped playing basketball and I had just more time on my hands to yeah. do stuff besides like smoke weed all day <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that I actually started trying to get into more of like a creative field. But even still, I didn't really like it until I think after I got out of high school. Really? And you went to South, yeah. right? Yeah, I went to South. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Miss Howe. She was the teacher who actually got me into filmmaking. Really? Yeah. That's it was like so a awesome. big push from her. And I probably wouldn't have did it. So otherwise. when we knew each other at Caribou, you were doing a lot of music production, mm-hmm. maybe? Are you still working on that? Is that still something? Not as much. So that's kind of another thing, too. Like, I would do a lot of work with my cousin, Zateb, because he makes music. And so a lot of the film stuff that I had to do really just had to do with him and just promotion, like stuff he could put on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. But eventually I got to a point where I was just like, I want to do more stuff for myself and not just focus on him, you know? 
after this episode, y'all are definitely gonna have to check out Tarek and his Instagram because you have some really cool content on there that Thank I've you. like been a big fan of, like watching it grow and watching yeah. you get better. I mean, like your progress is undeniable. Yeah, Same thing. I've looked at it; it's so cool. I Thank really you. love it. <laughs> so, what's like your inspiration when you think of videos? Like, where do you pull uh, from? How do you find that vision? Let me think. I'm not 100% sure. I think I just watch a lot of stuff, like yeah. movies, sure. um, short films, stuff on YouTube, music videos, um, all different kinds of like visual media. And I see stuff like that, and I'm like, ooh, I wish I could do something on that level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like, I wish I could put together a set and have it come together in the way that it does when I'm watching it right now you yeah. know, in front of me. So I think that's where I get most of my inspiration. Not necessarily one specific person, but just a bunch of different stuff. That's so awesome. And did you have to put like a lot of money and investment into your equipment or do you rent yeah. it out? Like- <laughs> yeah, it's pretty expensive. Um, I think filmmaking is one of those things where the better equipment that you have, you have more potential. For sure. But at the same time, you can do a lot with a little if you know what you're doing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So always used to watch YouTube videos and stuff of people saying, you know, you can take the most basic camera and do something really cool with it. And I'd be like, what? Like, that sounds <laughs> crazy. But if you really know your camera ins and out, then you can do a lot with it, For just depending sure. on how creative you are. So. And it has it taken you time to learn? Like, did you have to like yeah. fully study? Yeah. For sure. Like, just crunching out hours on youtube tutorials reading articles all that different stuff and experience too so for sure you know so now what is more of your realm of film work like what is the message that you're trying to portray like i see some a lot of videos of like a person and they're just kind of like they're experiencing different things and i've Mm -hmm. always wanted to know like what your vision was behind that Mm -hmm. um a lot of times it comes from them so sure. I'm really picky and choosy about people that I do that specific kind of video for just because it works um, it works really well when you have the right person. You for know what sure. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the I think the most, like the peak of that kind of video was the one that I did with Marwang just because he's so original and just himself mm-hmm. that when you watch the video, you really understand just a little bit about him. And yeah. so that's what all those videos are about. But if I just took, you know, some, I, I don't want to say average person, but just <laughs> somebody who doesn't, is not as much of an individual looking, yeah. you yeah. know, it might not be as cool to watch. For but sure. because he's so different and he carries such a different style than so just unique. whoever, you know, unique. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. So, yeah, that's Damn. what I try to look for for those kind of videos. So when you graduated high school did Mm. you go to school or did you jump right into filmmaking and everything so i did go to school i went to three schools actually it was kind of a lot but tell (laughs) us about this yeah so i went to normandale off the rip just to go where my friends were going and i actually enjoyed it it wasn't too bad i like the campus a lot um there's a lot of cool kids that go there so i have a lot of cool memories with just people but in terms of the teachers and the way that the classes were structured, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So from there, I went to MCTC the following year, and I didn't like MCTC at all. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm there right now, but I'm yeah. doing all online. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. I'm not. It's not for me. I'm not saying that it's a bad I've school, but it's just not for me. I've heard a lot of like creatives saying that that went to mctc like it Uh, it ruined my love for it like i'm not a fan i have a photographer friend that went there and he's like yeah it was miserable like it just takes the love away from your art 
Yeah, I can't even really pinpoint what it is that I didn't like about it. It's just the yeah. vibe was just not me, yeah. you know? And I think that could also be attributed to the time of my life that I was in at that moment, too. For so sure. that might have affected that, too. But then after that, I went to St. Paul College. But I only went there for, like, one class. So, you know, now I'm pretty much done with now my Now you're pretty day. much done, yeah. Mm. Okay, awesome. And you're working. Yep, yep. Right? I work at the bank. Um, Shout out U.S. Bank. Love you guys. <laughs> Do you Pay like it? Bills. How long are your shifts? Like, what is it like? Um, it's really not even nice, crazy. nice and fancy. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I'm about to go to work after this, but um, no, it's it's really low key. My boss is super cool. My coworkers are super cool. You know. What U.S. Is, bank cool. are you at? Um, I'm at the one in Highland Park. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's is over it there close in to? Well, it's not. I mean, it's kind of close to downtown St. Paul if you're living downtown. Yeah, it's about like 15 minutes. Okay. You know, nothing crazy. Yeah. And where's your family living? I forget. Are they still in Minneapolis? Same spot. Yep. Okay. Um, they're living really close to Lake Street. So when all that stuff was going down, wow. I was at my mom's house like every night. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. Were you out there on the streets every night? Yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, my God. That was crazy. It was so funny. I have a funny story. Yeah. Please. Oh, let me clear my throat. So my best friend's name is Kevin. And Kevin used to work right at the, the Domino's. That is right next to Target and next to all that stuff. Gotcha. And I was getting off work and I was just going to link with them. And he called me and he was just like, hey, bro, there's a bunch of people on Lake Street right now. I don't know what's going on. And I was just like, oh, OK, I'll pull up, you know, because we just yeah. wanted yeah. to get into some yeah. action. Like, we you didn't really care. Exactly. Yeah. We just wanted to get into drama. We didn't give a fuck. And um, so I came up there. And by the time I got there, it was like actually a lot of people there. Really? And I was like, what is going on? Like, yeah. there must be some sort of protest. And we knew it had something to do with the George Floyd stuff, but we just weren't 100% sure mm -hmm. what was actually going to go down. And then as he gets off work, we just start walking over. I park my car and we watch everything literally go to shit. Like, it was like oh from start God, to finish, damn. everything just escalated. It just kept going. So when we got there, there was a few people there. And then the longer we stayed there, there was more and more and more and more. And then by the time we were about to leave, that's when they were starting to, like, throw all the stuff at the police station and trying to wow. set it on fire. And, like, I was watching everything. Like, so, you know, that guy that, that burned up AutoZone? Yes. We saw him. You saw him do yeah, it? We saw him Shut do that. We just up. had no idea what he was oh doing. Oh, my God. You what know did what it I mean? look like? Like, was he pouring gasoline on it? Like, I don't... So he broke the door. Originally, he broke the door. And the store was already closed. Like, there wasn't yeah, there's, there? Yeah, all the Five. stores around there had been closed. They okay. closed at, like, 4. Okay. So they gotcha. closed super early. And context around that, too, is that the people were upset at Target because Target wasn't allowing people to come in there and buy milk for the protesters. <gasps> So that's a big reason why they went in there and did all that stuff to Target because See, I don't think anyone upset. has said that. Yeah, I've I don't not think anyone has before. like publicly said that because it, I had no idea. It was one of those things where you just had to be there, you yeah. know, because people were getting sprayed by the police officer left and right. And like stuff was going down. It was just so much chaos and people were running out of milk. And so they tried to go to Target beforehand and get some milk, but they couldn't because Target was saying we're not giving out milk to protesters, which. I can't attest to say that's true. That's just what people were telling me. And so that's why I put two and two together. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense why they're Damn, so upset and yeah. why everybody's running over to Target. But bottom line, the, everybody was paying so much attention to the police station that they weren't thinking about AutoZone as much and they weren't thinking about Target. So that's why those two stores got, you know, basically Completely torn up. Trash. Yeah. Exactly. Damn. So we were standing right there as a dude is bashing up AutoZone. So first he opens oh up God. the door 
And we were just in there because this was after I got pepper spray and everything. So I was completely out of it. But I was just watching him. I'm like, what is he doing? I had no idea whether or not he was a protester. After you or guys tell us how you got pepper sprayed. Oh, that was terrible. But <laughs> I'll tell you after. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Um, so, yeah, he, he goes in there. He gets a bunch of weird equipment. Because we were thinking, like, why would you want to loot AutoZone? What would be an AutoZone that you would need? Yeah. But everybody was kind of like, oh, well, whatever. And so then he goes and does his thing. And then from that point, my friend Kevin was like, look over there. And he points over next to Target. And there was like a couple people that were just running in there. But this was before everybody had really known that that's what was going on. Sure. So naturally, we just went over there. And we were like, what the fuck? So we go in there. Target was completely trashed by like no 5 way. p.m. Yeah. So when everybody talks about the stuff that went on afterwards, like during the night, by that time, it was already gone. Like, really? They would have had to do like remodel Target anyways after 5 p.m. Because gotcha. the, there was so much attention and focus in terms of the police officers on the protesters that all the other stuff in the vicinity of the neighborhood, was there was just, just not enough officers. Yeah. Exactly. Like there was just nothing, There's you just know? going on. Like there was nobody there to put yep. order in place. Or right. Whatever, like. So then there were people yeah. that would go over there and just take whatever you know there was like sirens going off wow. and there was smoke alarms there was shit everywhere on the ground like it was crazy but we went in there and we just kind of see what was going on i got like a thing of juice but <laughs> so <laughs> it's crazy. Funny. earlier that day i was at one of the protests in downtown minneapolis yeah. and i don't know why we ended up driving near lake street because we heard things were going on right at this point we right. were here and so we went over there and i saw the fires in the car and and I didn't really experience much of it because I wasn't really talking to people. We were staying, in, we were in our car, yeah. but um, we we were in our car, and then all of a sudden everyone's like, "Get out of here!" Like everyone's screaming because apparently a car was about to explode or something on oh, fire. Weird. I don't know. I, maybe this wasn't the day that it all went down, but like there was fires and everything was in flames. Yeah. And I don't think anything ended up happening, but it was just like that word of mouth, like people talking to each other, to each other, and just like. It was frantic almost at some points. And like, I saw people like literally running out with like a chair. Yeah. I was yeah. like, how did you grab that? Like, yeah. I mean, it was crazy. That was crazy. What ended up happening is a lot of people were texting other people and being like, gotcha. it's cracking on Lake Street right now. Come up. Mm-hmm. And so then after we started pretty much trying to leave, we saw more and more cars coming in. And so people were telling their friends, like, hey, you know, come up here because Target's open. Basically, yeah. you can get whatever. Yeah. But the thing was, by the time that those people even got there, everything was gone. It was either gone or destroyed. So, you know, there's no point of getting up there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I would have ran crazy. in there, grabbed cleaning supplies, because that's what I need right now, <laughs> like toilet paper. Yeah. Dang. It was just crazy to watch, because we had no idea that all of the stuff that happened afterwards was even going to take place. Sure. So watching it on the news, once we got back home, we were like, oh, shit, like, yeah, because you were just there. Yeah, like we were just there and we were like experiencing all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think I would have stayed longer if I didn't get pepper sprayed. But that pepper spray is lethal, bro. Like that How shit that happened? So what ended up happening was the police formed like a square. So there's like a line of officers here, one here, one here, and one there. And what they would do is try to make that square bigger by throwing the tear gas and spraying people so that they would back up, you know? But people kept throwing rocks and stuff and just doing a bunch of other stuff that, I don't know. It's kind of like when you're in one of those situations, it just, it is what it is. People are going to do what they're going to do. Not to say that that was diminishing the message, but it just gets violent. That's just the nature of things. But so basically they were trying to expand the square, but there was one guy there who 
was standing pretty much in front of everyone. So imagine if everyone's back here, like 30 feet back, there's one guy standing there. And so I was like, you know what? I'm here. If he can do it, I can do it. And so then I went over there and I stood with him. And we were kind of like the only two people standing up in that front section. And then we were pretty much peaceful. It wasn't nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. Like the police officers were respecting us standing there. And then I think something happened to where they must have felt threatened or whatever. And so then they sprayed us, but it was just so quick. Like, oh, I didn't even shit. have a chance to react. Like, he sprayed me, and I could feel it across my, oh my eyes. God. It felt like something out of a movie where it takes a second to kick in. Yeah. But once it kicks in, it's like, oh, it, it kicks in. You know? <laughs> like, what does it I was feel like? like oh, fuck. Just burning? It's like the most intense burning feeling in your eyes. It, And the fact that it goes in your eyes, your eyes are like the center of your... I don't know what the word is, but... It's just, yeah, like your whole body functions right there. So it's just when you, when your eyes are covered, you can't really think straight, you know, and it's not something where you can open up your eyes either. It's just like your eyes stay shut for like probably five minutes or something like that. Wow. And you couldn't see, you didn't know where you were. No, I didn't even know where I was. So what happened was they sprayed me and then I kind of was like crouched over for a second and then they threw tear gas to get everybody out of the way. And then they, what they would do is they would take the metal gates or whatever, and they would yeah. push them further. Wow. So what ended up happening was he sprayed me, and then I was on the ground. And since I was the only person there, they weren't really paying attention to that. Yeah. So they pushed the gates, and then like I'm basically getting tumbled over by oh the officers gosh. and the gate. And then there was somebody else who actually came and grabbed me. I don't know who it was. Yeah. I still don't know who it was because my eyes were closed. Yeah. But they were somebody basically. Came to help you out. Yeah, like wow. they picked me up off the ground and were guiding me on where to go. And then they had a bunch of people pouring milk in my face. And Really? Yeah, like it was it was a whole episode. But it took it a help? while before wow. that shit stopped. Dang. It was like, it helped, but at the same time, it didn't do anything. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. It was kind of wow. like me thinking, oh, this is going to help. So that made it yeah you for know, sure more yeah power of yeah thinking it out there dang yeah. but it felt wow. like i had to throw up <laughs> yeah i bet <laughs> I was like, and so then after that you're like i gotta go home pretty much i was just out of it honestly oh, for sure. yeah i was just out of it and so we went wow. in target after that like once my eyes cleared up a little bit but they were so puffy and like swollen oh that i pretty much just wanted to go home you know <laughs> i was like okay i did my part like yeah 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 and so we went to my mom's house actually because my house she's was so worried fun. yeah she was like tripping but she's oh always tripping. My God. <laughs> it's a mom's job yeah the That's worst crazy. part bro honestly the worst part was i had so much of residue spray and tear gas on my body and that's what like really was annoying because it didn't take too long for my eyes to come back to normal mm-hmm. but the spray sticks on your body for a long time so when you try to take a shower, it burns. And I was literally like butt naked in the shower oh calling my, my mom like, how do I get this shit off? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was Ouch. so frustrated. I thought it was over. And then I get back to the crib and I'm trying to take a shower and wash my hair out. <laughs> wow. And like it was everywhere in my hair and everywhere like on my wow. entire body. It was just like annoying. The next day at work was pretty frustrating. <laughs> oh my goodness. So how yeah. honestly, like how many days did it take until you felt like completely pre tear gassed and all that? I think the next day I was okay, cool, but better, it was just yeah. like later on in the yeah. day. Like I think I was just so out of it, especially because the next day everybody was so focused on the damage that was done mm-hmm. instead of the overall meaning of meaning what of was going what we were on. Fighting you know? for, yeah. So Damn. I was frustrated because I'm thinking in my head, like I just got 
like tear gas to death yeah, <laughs> and trampled like, right. i barely made it yeah, yeah and you guys are over here You're talking about, about the target. fucking target yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. yeah. yeah so wow. it was interesting though definitely one of the more interesting days that i feel I like it's so weird that like it feels like the world's just moved on from yeah. that like it feels like the media's moved on the world's moved on yesterday really fast my mom made a facebook post and apparently my little sister matea asked her if she could bring her to the george floyd memorial though so they went oh, yesterday that's and so she, you know what i mean so i was like in mm. some ways like people have moved on but there's other people who just haven't forgotten no not at all you know mm. and like i think it's really like sh- goes to show for even a five-year-old to be like right. hey like i want to see it mm-hmm. you know and I but think i think it's crazy that there's so many people still mourning it and yeah. then everybody else is just over here moved on yeah. yeah. And that's just, I don't know. Yeah. When we, during those days, because it was weeks of honestly protests, right. I was at one, at one, I think it was the fifth or fourth precinct, something that got completely destroyed by Kmart and everything on um, Nicollet. Yeah. And there was, it was a smaller protest. It was, it was the protest going on at the exact same time that the one on I-94 or 35 mm-hmm. with the semi-truck. Yep. So they were happening at the same time. I just wasn't at the freeway one. And it was about these women, and they were women from all over the country, and they were speaking about losing their son due to police brutality. I was at that one. Yeah, were you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I was listening to all these women, and it was really moving and whatever. And so we, we do the march. We walk to George Floyd's memorial. And months later, I see a group of these women come in, and I was like, Audrey, how do we know them? How do we know them? Because I was at the um, protest with Audrey, and she was serving they them. They came into your work. They came in to work, and we couldn't, like, remember how we knew them, and we gave them, like, not that this does anything or helps anything, but, like, seeing them was really inspiring after what happened, and so we gave them, like, appetizers, desserts on the restaurant, and it was also really nice for our leaders to be able to be like, yeah, yeah, that's important. Like, mm-hmm. let's do that, just because RH is stingy. Like, they're rich and annoying, <laughs> yeah. so... Wow. So you were saying earlier before we started that you mm-hmm. are off social media. All social media? Not completely. So okay. let me preface that. I don't want to okay. be one of those like clip people. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like social media is important for how you promote your work. Agree. Yeah. yeah, it definitely is. I think when I just limit it to that, then it works well for me. You know? Okay. Yeah. So I think I won't say that I'm off social media. I just changed my social media practices, if that makes sense. Yeah. So trying to change my mindset into taking some of the importance of social media personally away so that I don't know. I kind of felt like I was doing certain things for the simple sake of attention or not necessarily like uh, things that I would never do. But sometimes I would second guess myself and be like, would this look good or would people think about it this Mm -hmm. way or, you know, just Mm -hmm. typical stuff. So I wanted to stop thinking that way so what i did was i turned all my notifications off so gotcha none of my social media apps have notifications on them so you don't get like going on all day on your phone yeah that's smart i turn my instagram ones off too yeah so nothing on instagram nothing on snapchat i don't have twitter i don't have tiktok um what other social media is out there tiktok's funny sometimes when for a while there when instagram was 
rightfully so very like intense with a lot of information yeah i was like i need to laugh and so i'd Mm -hmm. go on tiktok and there's just the stupidest shit on there and it just like makes you laugh so whenever i see something funny i'm gonna send it to you yeah and honestly that's what a bunch of people do they'll just they'll just send me tiktoks anyway so it's not like i never see tiktok yeah so you're like bet that was funny i'm like i'm always open to a good smile right exactly and i think we need that it's healthy for sure yeah for sure so i turn off the notifications um and then the other thing is i don't go on any social media before 12 every day so like i like that yeah so like i won't even go on instagram or snapchat or anything else until after 12 p.m but normally after 12 p.m i'm like in the middle of my day like in the middle of my flow Mm -hmm. so So i don't even think about it exactly we could really learn from this yeah that's uh, everybody hi fake adults we should probably stop (laughs) we should probably change our practices but also i love it but also it it causes me so much anxiety and just like drama it puts so much information in your head in the morning time that you might not just need you might not need that in the morning you know it's the first thing i do Right. Just look at my notifications that I got in the middle of the night. Right. Literally. And that might affect your day. Oh, if you think 100%. About it. Every time I get something that I don't love, I'm like, mm-hmm. the day is the just day is end. Yeah. Or think about it like if you post a picture, right, and you didn't check the night before how many likes you got. And then in the morning, you only got like 10 likes or something yeah. like that. That's going to affect how you think Definitely. for the rest of the day. You know? Or Definitely. does anybody else do the toxic thing of like, oh, did so-and-so like this? And you search yeah. for who liked Start it. Going through oh, it's so it. yeah. bad. It's so bad. <laughs> I have like the same five people that I like <laughs> check and see if they liked my photo. Miramaltar. It's so bad. No, she's not alone. I do that too yeah, all the time. But then it's so like I'm if they didn't like it, I'm like, oh, okay, fine. I definitely used to do that. But right now that I'm like, well, who knows? Comfortable? <laughs> relationship (laughs) i don't really care but like no i'm like oh he he didn't he didn't like it oh so i know you were on your phone you chose not to like my picture what does this mean like what that is so bad but like sometimes a lot of people just like don't see posts because of instagram's new algorithm also like so many people just go through instagram and just like double tap and don't even think about it like why do i think that like no why does it matter? See, Why does if it matter? Anybody looks at my post, like don't really care about the caption because I'm really bad at captions. But like I think I put effort into what we post, especially on fake adulting. Yeah, we put a but lot. But that's of- different, you know, because yeah. that affects your business at the end of the day. So that's where, for sure, like I had to transition in that and put more importance in my business. So when it comes to that kind of thing, I do pay attention to that. Yeah, like likes, comments, views, because those things are, like you said, they play into the algorithm. So mm-hmm. if I don't get a certain amount of likes or I don't get a certain amount of just activity engagement as instagram will call it on my post then more people won't see it for sure and so for that sake i do put a lot of stock into making sure that that does happen mm-hmm. but once the ball's rolling i kind of just let it roll yeah know? but Smart. in terms of my personal account i don't, I don't care like <laughs> i feel like no we care a little bit too much about our yeah, I have, like, this bad mentality that, like, if my personal account is doing well, then my fake adulting account will do well. Yeah. Because, like, I think it's a little bit different for us because we are personality. Like, yeah. our business that we're trying to create it's is like it's our, us. It's us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the work that we put out necessarily. It's more, like, how who we are as people and if people can relate to that or want to keep listening to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm always, like, really focused on my Instagram in that way. But sometimes it's exhausting. I also, as, so I'm a photographer. I don't mm. know if you knew that. But, I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, for me, it's also about, like, 
the photos and the aesthetic of it and it looking nice like just because that's how my brain naturally works so like mm-hmm. i want my instagram to look nice and whatever right. i like the photography part of it mira is really good at her instagram there that shit is like same color Thanks. I, I wish I could do that. <laughs> it's bad. I definitely do like the waiting until noon to look at anything on my phone. I probably will start doing that. That's really smart. Yeah, you're gonna have to try it out. I just, you know, literally, I just tried it out. But I think one thing that helps is replace it with something else. Yeah, okay. that'll help you stick to it. So when I was going through it um, between me and my ex, I was trying to figure out ways that I could be constructive and use the time that I'm off of social media in a way that's productive and so even if i don't want to do it i'm gonna try it or just try and stick to it for a certain amount of time so that eventually it becomes a habit look at this that's how many accounts i have on instagram that's crazy (laughs) what are they all for okay my personal okay my finsta okay (laughs) fake adulting podcast got it my photography account okay ananda's account because i run that now yeah, she's okay. gonna run my account now we'll there you my go. <laughs> internship photography account so i was interning for a photographer so i have her account on here got it my senior photography account what's a senior or like, like senior photos senior photos yeah gotcha, gotcha. and then i used to have like a blog account i don't use it anymore i don't know why it's still on here but does instagram give you an incentive for having multiple like accounts do you think <clears throat> what do you mean like do you think because you have so many Instagram accounts that they'd be more likely to promote your stuff and like let more people see your stuff? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if the algorithm works that way. I don't know I if wonder. they know that you all have it on your phone. I mean, they like definitely they, know. They, right. they, know they have everything. to know. They know everything about me at this point. They you know, know. They probably know my social security number. They know my blood type. <laughs> like, let's be real. You know, another thing that I'll put you guys on to and everybody else, too. If you're starting a business, do not turn it into a business account yes don't do that i saw that don't turn it into yep. a business account i used to that's like have, the worst thing you can do yeah instagram like takes it away like they yeah. don't show it to anybody yes yeah. that's true that's i used true. to have my stuff as a business account but i had to take it down because i saw that yeah what it's yeah. it's true i, I used to do a lot of research right on that no. i think you put it as one i did put it as and one. i took it down oh you're so smart i used to do a lot of research on that so how it works is basically instagram wants to find a way to make money from advertising from you. So if you turn your account into a business account, what they're going to do is take away your normal amount of exposure, and then they're going to make you pay for it with ads. So that's when you do the sponsored posts or whatever. When you see those sponsored posts to try and get to more people, it's really just opening up the field for you to get to the people you already would have been able to get to. Because when you have a personal Damn. account, they want more people to see your account, so you spend more time on Instagram. When you have a personal account, can you still see, like, um... Your analytics? Yeah. That's the only thing I like. Exactly. Yeah. So, really it's, like, like one of those things. I'm, like, bet. Mm-hmm. And, and I used to be the same way, but then I saw how fast my, um, my art Instagram, that ironically is not a business page, but my personal one is, for mm-hmm. whatever reason. But... I, I was seeing how fast I could grow on there just from like being shared around. And I was like, oh, it really does make a difference. Yeah, because right. at the end of the day, they want you to spend more time on the app. So they want to push your stuff to more people. So you're more likely to get on the Explore page. You're more likely to pop up on people's like people you may know or different stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah. Okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. Lots of tips for me today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're so sneaky. <laughs> Ready to better myself for my new life. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned your breakup. 
Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? We can. I, I mean, feel I'm like okay. I need to know right now from a guy's perspective, like yeah. how you feel. Like, so how, how long were you together? Yeah. We were together for almost five years. Oh, I thought I was about three years. <laughs> it would have been five years on October 16th of this year. When like, did you break up? We broke up. Oh, this is funny. <laughs> we probably broke up officially in like May, I think. Okay. I think that's what I've been oh telling God, people. Oh my God, so recently. Um, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. <gasps> Not like super recent, but Can I think so. Can you give us the dish? What happened? Um, I think we were just on two different pages. Yeah. And um, sometimes that happens, especially when you get together so young. Yeah. Um, It's really easy to be like, this is where I want to go in life and this is where you want to go so if you're not willing to basically meet in the middle which i'm not saying that you should if you don't want to um especially at such a young age you know where you're still growing and there's so many things you have to accomplish and nobody should hold you back from that right and i think she started to feel like well i can't speak for her so let me not even say that but I started to feel like we were both kind of making compromises that were not necessarily the smartest decision. You know? yeah. I feel like I wanted something and I was kind of sitting around waiting for it. And I think that she wanted to do other things and she might have been compromising in areas that she wasn't all the way comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And so naturally, we just beforehand probably grew apart a lot. And then eventually we got to a point where we're like, eh, I don't think we should be together anymore. And it was it like losing feelings or was it like the fights were so bad that you just. You know, that's one thing I will say that's positive about our relationship or was positive is that we didn't have a lot of fights where we would really disrespect each other or come at each other in a way that wasn't appropriate because we did so much of that when we were younger that eventually she kind of set the standard and I set the standard, too that um there's certain things we won't tolerate just arguing wise or fighting wise and so it wasn't that it was more just like when you're trying too hard to be happy with somebody that you're with it's probably not a good relationship you know what i mean like we were trying really hard to just be in the same room or like entertain each other's company and not make it feel like it was old or run down so you definitely have to fight for love but at a certain point it should just be easy right like when you have the right person it should just be so simple to want to be in the same room as them and right right and i think like i said before you know we were we got together when we were so young like i was 17 she was 16 or something like that so like I'm 22 now. We have been together for a long time. And I think we both just needed to not be together, which Mm -hmm. sometimes that sucks. But I think in the long run, it'll probably be a good thing. Yeah. And for you after, like, how long did it really take till you? I mean, like, it could be that you're still not over her. Like, if she were to walk into your life right now and be like, let's do this again. I'd probably say no. (laughs) Realistically. Yeah, I'd probably say no. And was there ever a time where you wanted to walk into her life and be like, let's do this again? For sure. But um, I was the one who stopped myself from doing that. Sure. I was thinking like, you know, we left the relationship for reasons that I feel like probably won't change in yeah. however many months it's been. I don't think that, um, like no disrespect towards her. I just think that there's somebody out there who is probably better for sure. fitting for me. For sure. Yeah. And I think there's probably somebody out there who's better fitting for her. Yeah. And so best of luck to her in order to find whoever that ends up being. 
Yeah, yeah. a mature way to look at it. Yeah, I told my boyfriend that if we break up, I'll destroy his life. You know, but the thing is, if you <laughs> if you feel like that, that means you're gonna carry it, and it's not gonna. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, like, part of me was joking, but part of me, I just like I. That's valid though. Like I feel that I way think, too. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think there's been many days after me and my ex broke up where I wanted to just uh, like yeah. You know, like yeah. you just get those <laughs> feelings, and your feelings. You know, sometimes you think with your brain, and sometimes you think with your heart and soul, and they're very, they're two very different things. And so, like, yeah, there were days when I wanted to walk back into his life and be like, okay, let's try again, but knowing. You know, like, you know, it's not what's best for you. It's not what's best for them. And it could potentially, like, really hinder your growth, your growth and your relationship towards them. Like right now, we're not friends at all. We don't speak to each other. But I don't necessarily feel like if I saw her somewhere, I'd be like, fuck you. Or like I don't want to talk to you. You know, it just be kind of like, what's up? You know, and just Mm -hmm. keep it at what it should be but i feel like if we try to push things and basically force it then we probably end up hating each other down the line and now that you have more time for yourself do you Mm -hmm. feel like your product your business in a way has been growing like a lot business booming Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i feel a lot better i just feel a lot happier i think so because i have more time to just focus on me and my wants and not the wants of two people did it yeah. take time to feel comfortable like being alone again? Yeah, it took a long time actually. Yeah. You know, I'm one of those people where I'm an extrovert as it, so I just want to be around people as it is. For but sure. after my breakup, that was probably one of the first times in my life that I never wanted to be just like in the focus of everybody. Like I wanted to kind of go through what I had to go through, but do it silently and on my own just with my close friends or whatever. And so I feel like that was really helpful. And that's part of the reason why I got off social media. It's because yeah. I wanted, like, yeah, too I many distractions. Yeah, I believe that a lot. Yeah. So. Um, for me, it was kind of the opposite. So I was, I, so me and my boyfriend were together for almost three years. Mm. And we broke up two weeks before I left for Bali okay. for like a month, a little over a month. Um. And I was like, I am going to be on social media constantly. I'm going to rub it in his face. I posted yeah. like three times a day. You killed it. My Instagram was popping. <laughs> and that's how I coped with it. But I think you can almost see like the, the way like we're younger and like for a girl like. It's way different. It's way different. It's way different. Let me just be honest. Like speaking from a guy's perspective, you will never win that. Like the whole. <laughs> I'm going to compete with her and we're going to see who's doing better. The girl will always do better. <laughs> like always. I'd say Facts. any advice to a dude that breaks <laughs> up with your girl. Um, Just know she's going to start soaring. Yeah, exactly. She's going to go up, up, up. And you're not, bro. Like, you just got <laughs> you to push that and just push through that and, you know, just let it be what it is. And so that's one of the things that, that helped me out. I was just like, you know what? There's no competition. Yeah. There's no competition. She can do whatever she wants to do. She can look as good as she wants to yeah. look. And I'm just gonna be over here yeah. <laughs> in the background. So this, I mean, I mean, I think our podcast is okay if we get juicy every once in a while. I actually saw Tarek's ex like oh, really? very recently. 
Yeah. Because the only reason I knew about her is because you were dating her when we worked together, and like mm. we we're really good friends. So like when you're friends with someone, you hear about everything, right? You talk about especially your work friends. Yeah, especially your you work have very friends. few people that like intertwine. I mean, you, so you see feel, them all the time. You feel so comfortable just feeling like, yeah, so this is the exactly team of my life. because they don't really story. they don't really know like yeah. what it, so it's not personal in a way, but. I mean, it was fine, but, like, I saw her walk in, and I was like, oh, my God. I was almost scared for a second because I knew she hated me, and I was like, oh, I'm just not. I was like, okay. So I checked her in, and I got her seated, and it was fine. I didn't know if she recognized me, and I don't – You think she probably did? Girls never forget. Girls never forget. (laughs) You really think? You're so right, Mira. (laughs) Yeah, we used to have conversations, but she's like, I do not want you to be friends with that girl. (laughs) I feel like she's cool, bro. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, so she probably must have totally recognized me. And I saw her, and I was like, and that was so nice. I was so good. I, like, just, I didn't even, like, I didn't see her when she was leaving, but I just thought that was crazy because Mm. I hadn't really, I think I knew that you guys weren't together anymore, but I hadn't really talked to you about it, so I didn't know Mm. what was up with all that, but that's just some podcast tea for y'all. I thought that was (laughs) wild. Yeah, yeah, I was like, holy shit. Like, for five seconds there, I was scared, and then I remembered who the fuck I was. Oh! (laughs) No, I I think she'll go on to do great things. Also, yeah. um, never mind. Yeah, she's she's really bad. I was just gonna say that she's actually super fucking beautiful. Yeah, yeah, she's cool. Like, she's... She can model, She's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. I'm sure she'll, you know go on to do whatever it is that she goes on to do and that's a really good perspective that you have Tarek. like that like gives me hope i think that can give like some of our broken-hearted listeners hope too that like Mm -hmm. as a dude i think it's important to leave with class you know yeah never bash your ex because i feel like that doesn't do you any favors in the long run definitely you know because even for people that are going to listen to this there's probably some girls that are going to listen to this like oh i want to hear what he said yeah but you know i don't want to say anything disrespectful because i really don't carry those feelings with me but you know, it's just important as a gentleman. I feel like, you know, when you're leaving the relationship, just leave it with class, you know? You're Especially waiting. because you were together for a reason. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be with someone that you didn't care yeah, about. Yeah, like your love 100%. is real. 100%. You build love and respect for that human being. And mm-hmm. I feel like no matter how it no matter how it ends, that respect is always there to a certain extent. And 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, re- I respect that. So, new question. Okay. How do you feel like you're fake adulting? My fake adulting. Can you explain that to me? I was like trying to pick it up, but yeah. Like. Okay, so Mira, I'm oh, gonna hand this over to you. Okay, so fake adulting. I mean, it's basically just the notion that we're faking it till we make it. Mm. We and we're technically adults because we're over eighteen, but we're not really like thirty and like have a house. You know. Gotcha. No how idea. Old how old are you guys actually? Nineteen. 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 Okay. I'm no idea how a mortgage works. No idea how anything works at all but i know how rent works but i don't know how rent works if it's my own place i just know how to like send the money in Mm. so we're fake adults so we're fake adults you know i mean it's essentially just like you fake it till you make it in your 20s you're fake adulting you're not like really a truly like 40 year old adult that like does Mm. weird gross adult things but like you're young and you're figuring it out and i think a lot of adults will say they're still fake adulting i agree it's a great term you came up with (laughs) thanks yeah, so, so anyway, how do you feel like you fake adult? I don't know. I feel like I'm starting to get into the realm of real adulting, you know. Really? But I'm yeah. a few years older than you guys, so it's a little bit different. For sure. But, you know, especially working at the bank, you know, learning how finances work and all that different yeah. stuff. That's definitely things that I would have never known before. 
you get a jump start with that for sure for sure and just moving out living in my own spot you know managing bills managing expenses and now that i'm officially running a business where um i just have a different level of responsibility that i have Mm -hmm. i think it's kind of forcing me to be into the realm of learning how to do things and functioning as a businessman and as an adult too that's awesome but still chilling doing my same thing (laughs) well i think i mean we're about to run out of time so you can cut this part out but i just need to figure out how we okay well Thank you so much for talking to us. Yeah, thank Is you. Is there something that you're working on like right now that you want people to know about? Yes, actually. Um, so I recently just put together a um, a project for my cousins at Teb, and it's a music video, and it's probably the biggest one that I've done so far. Okay, there yeah. we go. So I definitely want to promo that. I think he's going to use it as a rollout for his album that's coming out, and I think Ooh. late November or December, something like that um i'm working on getting all the footage sent back to me now and then i'll start putting it together yeah make sure to send it to us so that we can promote it on our instagram and because i mean like our fake adults are listening to everything going on right now but we do want them to be able to follow up you Mm -hmm. know like Mm -hmm. this is cool this is important and i'm excited for a a long-lasting collaboration i have some ideas that we'll jump into later but if you like this episode make sure to let us know and we will Definitely have Tarek on in the future. Maybe when he's in a different city, we can hear more about what's going on there. Maybe we'll have a fake adulting trip so we can do it in person. Yeah. Or maybe you guys can come out with me one day. Um, I'm going to be flying out to a couple different states in the next few months. Oh, my God. Yes. So if you guys ever want to check that out. That would be amazing. That would be so cool. So thank you so much for everything you had to say today. Yeah, thank you. It was a really good time. (laughs) And it was exciting to catch up. It's been a while, especially for us. So I feel like I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. so thank you yeah, yeah. You. and You're, follow me can. on my instagrams yes Both we will them. tag them <laughs> we will post about him take yeah. him you'll see him there's no way you won't so thank you so much for listening everybody and we'll be back we will see you next week bye bye